Good afternoon and welcome to the Special Audit Committee Series podcast. My name is Ismail Akhtar, Associate Director for Members in Practice at CPA Canada. And today it is my pleasure to speak with Deborah Rosati to discuss the importance of diversity on boards and the audit committees. Deborah is an accomplished corporate director, entrepreneur, fellow chartered professional accountant, and certified corporate director with more than 30 years of experience in various industries. She currently leads and serves as a corporate director for Huron Life Sciences as lead director and chair of the audit committee, as well as Life & Co. as vice chair and chair of the audit committee. She's also the founder and CEO of Women Get On Board, a leading member-based company that connects, promotes, and empowers women to corporate boards. And we will certainly be chatting about that in a little bit more detail. Lastly, Deborah also volunteers with CPA Canada in various capacities, most notably as an advisory committee member of the annual conference for audit committees. Please join me in welcoming Deborah to this podcast. So Deborah, I want to start by asking you to share your own personal journey into corporate boards and what was the motivation for founding Women Get On Board? Well, thank you, Ismail. Delighted to be here. My journey for corporate boards started 20 years ago. I had been a CFO of a technology company and we had just sold it. And I really was pausing at that stage of my career to say what's next and what next was going into venture capital. And I spent a lot of time raising funds for that technology company. So had very good relationships with the venture capital fund and joined that. And by virtue of being a general partner in that venture capital fund, I found myself serving on the portfolio company boards, and that was literally 20 years ago. A lot has changed, but one dynamic through the whole process is that I've pretty much been one, if not the only, maybe at most times the only woman around the boardroom table, and it gets lonely. And here we are 20 years later, 20% of boards by virtue by the TSX listed are made up of women but that's still not good enough. And so my motivation for founding Women Get On Board, I was at a stage in my career where a lot of my peers were thinking about being a corporate director as part of, a prof- as part of their profession. And I thought it really took more than just a village to raise, it took a community. And so I launched Women Get On Board in 2015. And as, as Mel said, our mandate is to connect, promote, and empower women to corporate boards. And my, my real purpose behind that is to, and my passion is to build uh, a pipeline of the next generation of women corporate directors. Deborah, thank you uh, for sharing that. Now, when we talk about diversity, it's certainly more than just gender diversity, isn't it? I mean, what other forms of diversity are we talking about? And and I guess more importantly, why is it so important to have diversity at the board level? That is a great question. Well, there's, as you know, you go, you join a board and it's a collective whole. It's not individuals making the decision. It's the board as a whole making a decision. And the concept of diversity of thought. So you want to be looking at the decisions you're making from a board perspective. You don't want everyone, you know, that group think concept where everyone kind of comes with the same industry experiences, cultural experiences, and you're not really necessarily looking from a diverse lens. And so when the concept of diversity is around the boardroom table, you're looking at age, 
you're looking at geographic, you're looking at ethnicity, you're looking at race, you're looking at culture, you're looking at skills, you're looking at expertise. And I, I sometimes get comments like, oh, you're a CPA and, you know, CPAs all get on boards. And I said, could you imagine a board just made of CPAs? That wouldn't be a diversity of thought. And so I think there's a real lens now and a real awareness that diversity of thought and there's research that diversity on boards makes good business sense, better performance, you know, higher ethical decision making. And so the data is out there and it's becoming a broader lens in which diversity is looked at from the ESG lens, uh, the environmental, social and governance and the diversity inclusion piece is really in the social aspect. So, you know, I think there's heightened interest. And as the formation of Women Get On Board, we've been inclusive from day one. Our membership is across Canada. We're diverse of skills, industries, and expertise. And also we've got a lens of ethnicity and race. So we're not just one particular diverse category. We're broad and uh, are bringing that quality of accomplished corporate directors and building them in the pipeline. Deborah, thank you. I mean, that uh, certainly are some great points on the importance of diversity and certainly the data uh, supports it. Um, and, and so, I mean, that makes sense to me, but where do you think this responsibility lies to get this started to make this happen? Well, thank you, Ismail. I, I've written a blog a couple of years ago and I've added to it. I called it Board Diversity, Are You an Agent of Change? Because yes, we have legislation, we have the OSC with a Compliant Explain and and more of a diversity lens with this Canadian Business Corporation Act this year, building beyond gender, but visible minorities and Aboriginals and disabilities and, and tracking that from a diverse perspective. And so here we are, 2020, and the number of women on boards is just over 20%. And you know, when you look at representation, that certainly isn't gender parity. 30% club has been prescribing to 30% at least of your board um, being made up of women. And so I, I don't think you can rely, at least in Canada, on regulators or regulation to be driving this. It has to really come from I would say we all can be agents of change, but it has to come from the board and it has to be a culture. It has to be a mindset. And I give an example clearly that was not a cultural thing. Uh, I was interviewed for a board position in 2015 and they knew they needed to diversify their board, i.e. they needed to bring a woman on the board. And I cannot believe that the opening of my interview with the CEO of that company opened the statement to say that he wasn't interviewing me because I was a woman. And, you know, here I am 15 years into my board career, and I was really amazed that that is how the conversation started. And so to me, culturally, I knew that they weren't aligned about bringing diversity around the boardroom table. They were kind of notionally thinking about it, but they weren't embracing it. And so for me, I went through the interview, we talked about strategy and, you know, very engaging conversations, but I knew culturally that would not have been the right fit for me. So I use that as a cultural example because you can really embrace it and it requires agents of change and champions to really push that mandate and, and, and that initiative forward. 
Deborah, those are some really great answers. I mean, it certainly gives us pause for thought during this time as well as to what's happening around the world and just south of the border. There's some really, really important conversations taking place. And I think it's time both from a personal side and from a business side of things to really think about these things differently and, and be more active in being part of this. So Deborah, any lasting comments to, to wrap up this podcast? Well, one thing I reflect on in that previous question was really examples of agents of change would be chairs of nominating governance committees where they're putting together a slate of candidates, board candidates, and they might have gone through an executive search firm and they can push back and say, wait a sec, this is not a diverse slate. There are many ways to embrace it and to engage it. And I just wanted to as well, not only my personal experience, but others that are around the boardroom table, be it chairs of board, chairs of nominating governance committee, uh, or committee members or board members, is that you can, you can pause. And if you don't have the network, go beyond your current network, because really at the end of the day, there are some really qualified individuals. And I think you really need to drill down to determine what is what are those skills that you need in, on your board and be looking beyond just C-suite uh, positions and former CEOs. You need to build that out. So my last thing, uh, you know, last comments I would make is that I hope that everybody steps up to be an agent of change. I think we really are building the next generation of women corporate directors. I'm very, very excited about that. But I'd like to turn to on December 7th, I'm excited to be facilitating, co-facilitating, getting on a board workshop that CPA Canada is going to be offering in conjunction with the audit committee conference. It is the day before, and I will be co-facilitating with Elaine Roper. Thank you so much, Deborah. And, and obviously on the on the actual conference, we do have a topic on diversity where we are addressing gender and visible minority representation in 2020 as well. So do, do join us uh, there. Uh, that concludes our podcast today. Deborah, I really want to thank you for being our guest today, sharing your insights and for continuing to lead this very important initiative. And we thank you for listening to this special podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, for more resources on audit committees, I do encourage you to visit our website at www.cpacanada.ca and do join us at this year's virtual conference for audit committees taking place on December 8th and 9th. Lastly, I would also encourage you to check out www.womengetonboard.ca and to get involved and support this great initiative. Thank you. Thank you.